0: You are listening to Victory Alabama Podcast, All Weather Series. Let's find out how to weather live storms in this message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. We are starting a brand new series uh, entitled All Weather. Can you say that with me, All Weather? we weather, weather. We are actually going through the book of Philippians. And you know, I think it's gonna be like five weeks of looking at the different weather in our life. And today we're gonna be focusing on the uh, stormy weather. Now, how many of you love a uh, storm? Please uh, raise your hand. How many of you love storm? Anybody here? I think the only people pray for storms are students. You know? uh, I remember when I was in high school or college, I always pray, Lord, mo na. signal number three. Na wala, wala kaming exam. But anyway, so. But for the normal person, we don't like storms. And so, this is actually our series objective for the next five weeks. We're going to be looking at the different uh, seasons or weather in the life of a Christian or a believer. And it says here, our people will understand that Christ is the only reason why we can live a life that what? Honors God in the midst of different circumstances that we go through. And so, we're going to be looking at uh, today. We're gonna be looking at stormy weather, okay? Going to the storms of life. Next week we're gonna be talking about uh, glory, okay? Uh, or uh, and then we're gonna be looking at the different weather: cloudy, rainy. and So we're gonna find out what are the different seasons uh, in the life of uh, the believer. Now, in the U.S., they have four seasons, right? They have winter, spring, summer, and fall, right? And in the Philippines, you don't have four seasons. We only have three seasons: if right? a hot, hotter, and hottest. Okay? Now we only have two seasons. If right? we have the wet and the dry uh, season. And so sometimes it's kind of hard for us to understand uh, the adjustment when it comes to seasons in life. But I do believe that we can learn from the different changes in the in the atmosphere. Right? Like for example, the video was uh, showing us that you know uh, it was sunny and yet. Uh, in, a, in an hour, how many of you that know, weather can change? You know, from a hot, sunny day, and you know, after one hour, it starts to rain. And how many of you sometimes, that weather is so unpredictable nowadays? Bakit kaya? Global warming ba? you know reason not You know, I believe that there are just so many different things that are happening, changes, uh, in, in all around the world. And so, I believe that in the same way, uh, our lives as well represent different weathers or seasons. So, we're going to be looking at that. And I'd like to invite everyone to stand up with me as we uh, read together from the book of Philippians chapter 1. So, basically, we're going to go through the entire book of Philippians. If you have your own Bible at home, I-, I encourage you to read through the book of Philippians, meditate on it, because we're going to be going through this in the next few weeks. Okay? So, Philippians chapter 1, beginning in verse 12. And we're going to read through verse 18. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Now who is the one writing the book of Philippians again? Paul. Okay? So the Apostle Paul was the one writing this to the Philippian church. Okay, Verse 13. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. We purpose for your chains, the Apostle Paul. Verse 15, It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of what? Goodwill. The latter, and do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you so much for this uh, time together as we dig deeper and understand uh, the truth of your word. I pray, God, that you would encourage your people, as even as we go through the storms of life. I thank you, Lord God, that we will respond just like the Apostle Paul, that, Lord, storms may come, but we can actually respond in joy. We thank you, Lord God, for, Lord, your Holy Spirit that teaches us all things. We ask, Lord God, that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody say, Amen. You know what I See that? Can you smile at the person beside you and tell that person, I am joyful today. Yeah. okay? Kailangan maniwala, yeah, okay? You, I am joyful today. You know, you gotta, you gotta show your, your teeth, okay? As so our we're looking at uh, the Apostle Paul, just to give you uh, some background. The Apostle Paul was writing this letter uh, in prison. And he was he, uh, he was actually in, in, uh, instrumental in planting that church in uh, Philippi, and it's called the Philippian Church. Uh, in his second missionary journey, unfortunately, Uh, They persecuted many Christians. It was during the time of Emperor Nero. And the Apostle Paul was one of those uh, incarcerated. And he was put in prison. But he took the time to uh, write a letter to the people that actually supported him. And it was actually a... You know, he's got two purposes for the letter. First is he wanted to thank them for the generous gift that they sent him. Though he was in chains... Yet they sent some support through uh, Epaphroditus. And he, so he was thanking them. And the, the second purpose of the letter was he was encouraging them. Can you imagine? How many of you have been in prison? Anybody here? You know, have you been to Montelupa or you know, maybe city jail, you know? And you know, just the condition of a prisoner. And here's the Apostle Paul, it's not somebody who's, you know, who's having a self-pity. She's the, he's not somebody like that. In fact he was writing a letter. Hey guys, guess what? Yeah you Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice in fact you will find the whole book of Philippians. The whole theme of the book of Philippians is about joy. 16 times it more 16 times. 16 times it was mentioned in the whole book. it was a short letter. Sixteen times the whole theme of joy, rejoice. How many of you know what rejoicing means? You know, it's happy, you know, it's not dependent on your circumstances. You know, you may be going through the good time or the bad time, but guess what? Joy is stable. And the apostle Paul was writing, don't don't worry about me. He understood the purpose of God and what he's going through right now. As he's going through the, the prison, and he's encouraging, he took the time to encourage the church, don't worry about me. Honey. You know, we don't know what will happen. I might be executed. But guess what? To live is Christ. To die is end. How many of you would actually respond that way? Come on now. You know, we're familiar with storms. How many of you are familiar with storms? You know, you, you're not a Filipino if you don't know what storms, is or storms are. I mean, storms can last for days, sometimes it only lasts for a couple of hours, but the devastation it can bring. Three years ago, I think the ondoi hit, or four years ago. Do you, do you remember that? It was not even a storm signal number one or It was just an outpouring of rain concentrated in Metro Manila for about, I think, two or three hours. And the amount of rain in three hours was supposed to be the amount of rain that would be poured out for a whole month. And it brought about destruction in the city. Now, we're familiar with, you know, destruction and storms and waves. And so, you know, we, we don't like storms per se. But, you know, I found out that we can understand the way we would cope up when we go through the storms in life. That there are some things that we can actually prepare for when storms do come. Now, these are some facts about storms. Okay? First, Storms are inevitable. Tell the person beside you, inevitable. Alam mo ba yon? Hindi natin may iwasan. Storms will come. How many of you know that storms will come? Di You know, as a pastor, we've been invited many times to uh, officiate weddings, of course. And... You know, we've sat down with couples. Now, how many of you are singles so here? Can you please raise your hand? And you're hoping that one day you'll be married? Lord, mo na picture to mga to. No, seriously. How many of you? How many of you? Great. How many of you are praying that one day you'll be married? Di Wow. Come on now. Yes. Give me here. That's a nice, that's a noble ambition. And I don't know why like, some people... Every time we sit down, we would ask them, okay, uh," you know, we would go through the uh, I Do seminar, you know, conducted by Pastor Chico and Marianne, you know, and some of them will actually sit down with us and we would do some counseling. And then we would ask them, when do you want to get married? And where do you want to get married? More often than not, they would prefer a garden wedding. Diba? I don't know if it's because Adam and Eve got married in the garden but somehow there's something in the hearts of men and women that actually says garden weddings nice and i have no problem with garden weddings i mean i love weddings i love going to weddings okay i had one 23 years ago okay and it's a keeper and so you know going through weddings we would sit down we would ask them so you wanna have a garden ready? Yes, Pastor, garden ready oh, Which time of the year? Suname you summer pastorado, pastor. You know, and what's the attire? Code in Thai. ka a pot in thai. Um thirty-eight degrees Celsius, code in tie, you know. It's nice in the in the pictures, but it's torture inside. I am not to feeling And... It And I have nothing against you, know. But I'm just making a point. Yes, it's safe, you know. We know that storms are inevitable. We know that we have two uh, seasons, the wet and the dry. You know, Normally, summer here in the Philippines, Happens around March, right? So it's safe maybe to get married. If you want a garden wedding, February to about maybe late April, early May. But the moment June hits, how many of you know that June is already rainy season here, it's totally the opposite of what happens in the U.S. The U.S. starts their summer from June to July, right? Because they have four seasons. we okay? So you know, sometimes I would ask them, okay, great, okay? And then some people would say, Pastor? Gusto namin wedding, okay? Okay, kasi and so, I would ask, so when do you wanna get married? Ah, gusto namin bandang August or September or October. Huh? Garden wedding? Are you sure? Pastor, by faith, it will not bring. By faith. Ang <laughs> lakas ng faith mo, bro. <laughs> But how many of you, yeah, I, you know, I, and I respect the prayer. How I many of you know that Jesus, God Himself, can actually stop her, you know the storms in our life? Amen. Jesus spoke and the storms stopped. Yes, I, I know that God is an omnipotent God. I do also believe that God gave us wisdom. Alam mo naman, August, September... And then I would ask them, do you have any plan B? Like for example, just in case, just in case, there's tiny little bit afraid. Pastor, wala faith. So I would tell them, you know, just put their invitation, please bring your own kapote and umbrella, just in case. But anyway, so, storms are inevitable. They're gonna come. They're bound, they're bound to happen. The question is, Nobody, nobody can prevent it, but can we prepare for it? Diba? yes. The reality, the f- another fact about a storm is nobody can prevent it, but we can prevent it. I mean, prepare for it. You know, nobody promises a storm-proof life or storm free life, but we can actually have a storm-proof life. We can get ready. We can prepare for storms. You know, and that's why we have pagasa pag Asa Philippine, Atmospheric, Geo Geological, etcetera, etcetera. And they help, you know, now they have modern gadgets, right? They can actually predict. You know, like right now you don't have to even go and, and call Pagasa. Asa, you know. Through your own smartphones. How many of you have a computer or a smartphone, maybe a Samsung? Uh, University tab or whatever, or uh, uh, Galaxy tab or uh, iPhone 5, diba? and you know there has, there's a weather app there, and you can actually predict okay, it's two weeks from now, it's gonna rain, or three, you know, there's actually, you know, these are measurements. Yes, we can predict the, the storms when it comes, but you can never change the force of the storm unless you know we pray. Okay? And I believe in prayer, we can prepare for it, but many times can prevent. And God allows storms to happen in our lives as well. Another thing is storms are temporary. Look at the person beside you. Tell that person, temporary lang yan. And I believe the reason why one of the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. In another translation, you know what patience means? Long-suffering. You know what long-suffering really means? It's suffering long. Yes, storms are temporary. But sometimes when you go through the storms, it's not the nicest thing. Right? I mean, how do I wish that storms can just quickly pass or maybe we can actually find a detour And we can go around the storms of our life. Now, be honest with me. How many of you have gone through a storm in your life? Please raise your hand. Whether major or minor storm, please raise your hand. Look around you. Come on, look around you. Look how common it is. Are you going? Are you in? Yes. Storms may actually be major, like You know, a dreaded disease. and You know, a a member of our church came to me a couple of weeks ago and he's asking for prayers because they found out, you know, one time he was just, uh, I think he was in the bathroom and he noticed that his nose was bleeding. He was checked and then he also found out that his uh, neck was, there's a big lump here on the left side of the neck and they found out he has nasopharyngeal cancer. Stage three. A young man with... Uh, young children, three, three kids. So they were in my room the other week and we, they were crying and I was just standing with them in faith and, you know, that's a big storm. How many of you know that is a major storm? You know, having cancer. And he's you know, it going through chemotherapy now and he's got to do both, chemo and radiation. But this guy, when I was talking to him, he was not giving up. And he said, Pastor, whatever happened. I'm going to serve the Lord. And I'm going to glorify Him. Of course, the wife was crying. But yet, he said, I'm going to stand, you know, no matter what happens, whether I make it or not. And I know I'm going to be, just in case, I'm going to glorify God. Can we respond in the same way if that thing happens to us? The Apostle Paul was in prison and he was not even complaining. Ang init naman dito. Ito na naman ang ulap. You know, he's not even complaining about his situation. You know, and some, some Christians, you know, you go through a difficult time and you ask the question, Lord, why? Why me? Why not my neighbor who's so bad? Boy? You know, some of us consider, you know, you know, you do you can't just find a parking and that's a major storm in your life. Lord, oh, I cannot find a party. Oh, I'm Maybe you're a teenager and you find you know one morning you woke up in the morning and you find one pimple in the middle of your nose. How many of you that's a major storm? <laughs> <laughs> I opened the bus. It seems like uh, you just called your iPhone or every time. I know I'm talking on the phone. Maybe you're working girl, you know, a past. not once, twice, or three times, same Storm. You know that may be a storm or it may be major like losing a loved one. Or maybe losing a job, or maybe having some financial problems, or a relational problem. Storms are temporary. You know, I heard one preacher said in you know. Preaching is that the safest place in the whole world is to be in the will of God. How many of you will agree with this statement? The safest place Can you all read this out loud? 1, 2, three. The safest place in the whole world is to be in the will of God. Because when you are in the will of God, the will of God is what? It's good, pleasing, and perfect. And I don't know about you, but I would rather be, you know, in the will of God than elsewhere, right? But is it possible that God would allow us to go in the middle of a storm? And that is considered the perfect will of God. I call it the perfect storm. It doesn't doesn't mean that if you're going through a difficult time, that you are being cursed. Sometimes God allows difficult situations to happen in our life in order to test us and build our character We're going to be our path more and more. In fact, there's one promise that Jesus gave, not just to his disciples, but I believe to all of us as well. Now, how many of you would like to have some problems in your life? You know, it's part of your daily prayer. Please raise your hand. You know, give us this day our daily problems. Anybody prays that prayer? Wala, I guess you pray that for your boss that you hate, you know, or maybe an enemy, you know give us a daily dose, so, you know. But we don't normally pray that, right? But one promise that Jesus gave us, and this is the promise that no one wants. He says here, I have told you this thing, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have peace. Tell the person beside you, you will have trouble. Promise. promise. It's not coming from me. If you have a red letter Bible, it's red. Jesus was the one who said this. And he said, In this world, you will have what? You will have? You will have? Meditate on that every day. You'll be discouraged. But then he didn't stop there. He was having a But take heart, I have close the cheese. A big heart. Sorry. Where did that come from? But take heart, I have overcome the world. You have trouble. But you know, I believe in the same way the Apostle Paul had different reasons why he can overcome We're going to go through that. Three quick reasons why we can respond in joy in the middle of the storm. There we go. You know, maybe today you're doing fine. Maybe tomorrow you've got, wow, something hits you. you got to understand same the same way the Apostle Paul understood God's purpose in his life. First is God's purpose. Everybody say God, God's purpose. These are three reasons. The okay? first reason is God's purpose. He understood that God has a purpose, not just for His life. And you know what? The purpose of God for, all, for every one of us is not just so that we can be blessed. Now, how many of you love the blessings of God? I love to be blessed, right? And yet, God allows blessings and testings to come to our lives. It doesn't mean that the testing of God is a cursing coming from Him. It may not necessarily mean Curse. Sometimes we become too spiritual that in every bad circumstance that happens in our life, we blame the devil for that. I bind you. Right? I bind you. You go to the restaurant later and you cannot find a chair, I bind you. You I bind you, I bind you. You know, he tell your wife in the morning, I bind you. You know, we, we can't blame the devil. We blame him for some things that he didn't do. And yet, if you look at the perspective, the macro perspective in the eyes of God, guess what? God's allowing these things to happen. You know, storms happen, maybe, in accordance to his purpose. It can happen due to disobedience. Remember Jonah? God told him, go to Nineveh. Where did he go? He went towards Spain. Ajana ah, Nineveh, or Dito ko. Diba? Sino sa inyo parang ganon? Don't raise your hand. God tells you to do one thing, you do another thing. And sometimes storms can come through disobedience. Sometimes sometimes through bad word composition. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actually God allowing us and the apostle Paul is saying, Now I want you to little brothers and sisters that what has happened to me, being in chains, being in prison, what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. It's having a, yes, Lord, I'm here, I'm in chains, I'm in prison. Good thing is, he knows the purpose of God. And ultimately, the purpose of God is for the gospel to be preached. Not only in Jerusalem but in Judea, Samaria, in the beginning of the earth. And if it had to take him to be put in prison for the gospel to spread, the apostle Paul considered that as God's purpose and his response was joy. Smile the person. Sorry. Come on. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace garden to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Philippians 1.18, but what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true Christ is preached, and because of this, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. He declared it time and time again. The only way to respond in any circumstance in our life is I mean, it's, it's hard to do. Easy to read. You know, it's not happening to you. But when you're going through that particular situation, how can you put on a smile? At you. Joy. Now, if you are smiling just by yourself and you're laughing and there's something wrong, eh, 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 I'm not talking about that. But joy, you know, joy is stable. It's not dependent on your circumstances. Philippians one twenty eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body whether by life or death. You know his ultimate Goal, and he understood the purpose of God that Christ will be exalted. That somehow his very body, whether alive or dead, that God will use him to exalt his holy name. how many of us can pray that prayer? Anybody? Whether life or death. 1 Peter 4.15, if you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief. You know, This is what I'm talking about earlier. Sometimes the reason why you're going through the storm is because of wrong decisions or disobedience. But when you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any kind of criminal or even a meddler. Do you know what a meddler is? Pakialamero. Pussy. Zero. See also. Meddler. It's not your problem. Just because you like it, you see. It's, it's now your problem. Ay, alam mo ba? Now when you suffer because of that, then that's not suffering for Christ. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed but praise God and you bear that but how it is But how is it if you receive a beating for doing wrong and enduring it, but if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. C.S. Lewis was once asked, why do the righteous suffer? Why not? He replied, they're the only ones who can take it. Can you imagine that? Whether good or bad, righteous or unrighteous, everyone will go through problems. I'd rather go through problems with Christ in my heart than go through problems not knowing. Amen. We're all going to go through problems. The question is, are we ready? This may not be an encouraging message, but it is actually an encouraging message. Because we can find the purpose of God life. Philippians 1.21, 21. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Now, how many of you have tasted persecution? Anyone? Anyone here? You know, maybe in your office, in your family. You know, we have not tasted the, the same amount of the same kind of persecution that the Apostle Paul tasted. Nor some of the, you know, uh, hostile nations for the gospel. They torture people for Christ. They torture Christians for Christ. Here we have an open, we uh, uh, have an open uh, nation. You know the only amount of per- the only persecution we get sometimes is you know we go to the office tomorrow and you know they find out you're a Christian and they just mock you. I see, praise the Lord! Oh praise the Lord! You know that's the only kind of persecution we get. But not like them. But yet we consider it, you know, a privilege to suffer. for. Secondly, God's promise. How can we respond in joy? First, God's purpose. Second, God's promise. Yes, God promised that we we're going to have trouble, but yet God also promised that He will take us out of this trouble. But take heart. Must have been take heart, I have overcome the world. For I know that through your prayers and the help given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. That's why relationships are very important. The Apostle Paul was highlighted. I thank God for your prayers. That even though I am in chains, even though I am here in prison, I know that people are praying for me. That's why victory groups are very important. But time and time again, we, we say that. Find somebody who can stand with you. Can you imagine if you're going through some difficult moments and there's nobody praying for you? What do you do? You pray for Look at yourself in the mirror and say, "I encourage you. You're the greatest." Ah, yeah, ah. You know, I'd rather have somebody speak life into me than try to lift up my own burden. It's just so hard. The Apostle Paul had people praying for him. He said, "Convinced of this, I know that I will remain. It will with you in your progress in the joy of faith. So that through my being with you again, your joy, Christ, will overflow." time and time again, he's talking about joy. Romans 8.28 is probably one familiar scripture for many of us. Can you we read this out loud? Ready? 1, 2, 3. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according, according to His purpose. How many of you love God? Guess what? It will work out. It will work out. Those who have been called according to His purpose we may go through the storms, yet we know that the sun will always come out after the rain. Because storms are temporary. they are here today, it may rain in the evening, the sun will come out in the morning. Isaiah even promised, through Isaiah, he declared, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, you they will not sweep over you when you walk through the fire you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze and i remember when i was reading this and i remember the story of uh, the three Hebrew boys when they were not uh, willing to bow down before the idol of Nebuchadnezzar Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and the king was angry he threw them in the furnace and the king said make it five seven times hotter or ten uh, seven times hotter and then you know, they were three there, but yet the, when the king was looking at them, he didn't find three in the furnace. There were four men walking around in the furnace. And who's the fourth guy? The Son of God. Jesus Himself was with him. Guess what? You may go through the fire of your life, Jesus will always be there holding you by the hand. That's the promise of God. Amen. You know, even Nehemiah was encouraging the people when they came back from exile. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Sometimes you feel a weak, a weakening in your faith. Guess what? The joy of the Lord. Ask for the joy of the Lord. May the joy of God sustain us. May the joy of God sustain us in our walk with Him. May the joy of God bring us strength in the many trials good news is, storms are temporary. Tell the person beside you, it's temporary. Temporary. You will come out of that storm in your life. Promise. Promise. Even the Apostle Paul said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Kung matapos ang buhay mo, di, wala problema. <laughs> you? Because today is even better, because he has got we've got we've got a different perspective in life. You know, we know that to be absent in the body is to be present our And he said, God's promise is my last one. God's, God's process. Philippians chapter 1 27 says, Whatever happens, conduct, yourself, conduct yourselves yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. You know, God's... Strengthening us. Every time we go through the fire, guess what? Something is being done in our character. And how many of you can acknowledge that you are a working one? Diba? That God is doing something. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You know, God is doing something in my life. Diba? don't worry, tatapusin ka rin ni Lord. sa kanya, Lord. Yeah. Okay? He's gonna complete us. He's gonna complete His work in us. Diba? Philippians 1.27, For it has been granted uh, to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer for Him. Since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had and now here that I still have. We're all working for it. The ultimate goal is that for us to be blessed. It's for us to be blessed. Ultimately, the purpose, the goal in this life, more than blessings, yes, that's part of that. That's part of the promise. But the ultimate goal of God for each of us is that we may become Christ-like, more and more like Jesus. As we go through the fire, guess what? The image of Christ is being stamped in your heart. Look at the person beside you. naman ni Lord? pa, marami pa niya, right? Because it's the ultimate goal to be Christ-like. First Peter chapter one verse seven it says, "These have come." And what was he referring to as these? Trials, suffering, storms, fire, these have come, so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine, and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Ultimately, Reason why God allows us to go through storms in our life is so that He can check all people faith. Is it real faith? Or is it just counterfeit faith? Is he only believing in me because he's being blessed? What if the blessings are not there? What if you go and experience the same experience as Job? Would you still worship me? Good news is even Job himself went through the fire and at the end of his life. Uh, of his life, he was blessed twice as much with his started. Amen. You know, you cannot count God. God is, God can bless, God can give what he wants you to give. But the, the, the question is, are we ready? Are we Christ like? 2 Corinthians, even to the Apostle Paul, is saying, For our life and momentary troubles are achieving for us. And what troubles was the Apostle Paul referring to? He was talking about prison, he was talking about being shipwrecked, he was talking about being flogged, he was talking about being beaten and persecuted, uh, being uh, stoned to death, he was talking about hunger in the open sea and he's considering them light and Looks heavy, but he actually has a different focus in life. These are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is not seen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is seen is a different perspective. We may go through this life, we may actually lose our job right now, guess what? Another better opportunity will come. But how will we respond? Where's our perspective? Sometimes we're rattled because the things that are temporary, the things that we see disappears. Change your focus. Fix our eyes on what is unseen. That is eternal. The main point is like those confidence in Christ. Brings joy. Means I'd like to ask uh, Francis to help me here. My assistant. I'm gonna do a magic trick here. You know, I want to just show you three things here. And this somehow represents three kinds of people. How many of you are familiar with carrots? Well? You know, carrots, they're normally hard, right? You know, you normally buy this in the grocery. But when you stick a carrot in a boiling pot, when it goes through the fire, what happens? It becomes Mushy, right? it becomes soft. Right? You know, I don't really like super soft vegetables. I like it firm and I like it crunchy. But sometimes, yeah, you need that. And you, you, you this is the outcome of that. Soft, mushy, you right? know, some people are kinda like carrots. When good times are happening, they are tough. They're hard on the outside. They're you know, wow, I'm gonna serve the Lord, but when they go People go like this. They become soft. They give up on life. You open up. I give up. Or some people may be like an egg. Ah, itlo. What do you notice with an egg? Hard on the outside to the shell, but soft on the inside. Bakit, ano ba na sa loob? Ito. Kama. But when we go, you know, if, if an egg goes through fire, what happens? It becomes hardened. The same process of fire, the same process of heat, different outcome. First person is, you know, I am tough. And then after the fire, I give up. This guy, I am soft. After the fire, uh, I am bitter. They became bitter, not better. So hard. So parang, you know. And you know how delicate an egg is if you drop it? You know, parang, you know that game, you know, sometimes you, know, you throw an egg. You know, pag sinalo mo, parang, are so careful not to drop it because one, it will crap. It. Hey! It's hard already. show you. As it goes through the fire, is coffee. These are coffee beans. And how many of you love coffee? You know, if a coffee bean goes through the fire, it actually produces an aroma that is so pleasing. And it affects the environment And there are people who are like coffee. they go to the same process same fire same temperature boiling point and yet yes they change in their appearance but at the same time they change the environment actually become more useful. Perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes who, on but Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Who for the what? For the joy. We see that word again, joy. Set before him, endured the cross, squating its shame, sat down the right hand. You know, when Jesus was way through the cross. At first the garden of Eximony, he was asking, Father, can you? Yet not my And yet it was said in here, he endured the cross. There was something that was said before Jesus in between the cross and him. Endured the cross, scoring it. Do you know what that joy is? That joy seeing you. It's all, all, all by by and it You worth my pain, my suffering, my fire, it. amen. We hope you were inspired by that message. Find out how you can apply Biblical truths and principles in your day-to-day life by joining a Victory Group today. Visit our concierge for more information or just log on to www.victoryalabama.org. Thank you and stay connected.